0: Man, I am so thankful for them, so thankful for them. Hey, thank you guys again. want to thank you one more time for being here with us today. And and if you are a first-time guest, would you just take just a second at some point before you leave, fill out that card, give it to us uh, as you uh, leave today. We don't take it for granted that any of you came today. Man, we know the sacrifice it took just to get out of bed for a lot of you, get your family in the car, uh, to get here without a fight. Some of you came and you did fight, and uh, we'll work that out in just a minute. uh, But man, we're just excited to have you to have you guys here, and so we're going to have a good time today. uh, Kicking off a brand new series, but before we get started, before we jump in, I'm going to pray. All right, so let's pray real quick. Father, I thank you so much that you have brought us here because God, you want to speak to to the issues of our life. God, you want to speak to us right where we are, and as we start this new series today, baggage. God, we don't have to we don't have to pretend that we have it all together. I mean, we can try to pretend, but but you know that we don't. And the proof that nobody here has it all together is that Jesus died for everybody here. And so God, I pray that you would just help us to be real and honest with you this morning and, and, and God, that you would begin to speak to us as we talk about getting past our past. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, before we, uh, as, as we're... Jumping in here this morning, I've got some pictures I want to show you that will come up here on the screen. I need some audience participation. When you know who this person is, you tell me who it is, all right? So I need audience participation from you this morning, all right? So let's bring up the first picture if we can. Let's go ahead. Now, who is that? Anybody know? Nobody knows. Does anybody know? You can say it out loud. Brad Pitt. Thank you very much. Some of you are like, I, don't, I think I know, but I ain't going to say it. That's Brad Pitt. That's Brad Pitt in high school. That's Brad Pitt in high school. Man, he just came out of the womb, Studley, didn't he? I mean, my goodness. So there's Brad Pitt in high school. Here's the next one. You guys knew, this, knew that one. Here's the next one. Now, who's this? Barack Obama. Now, look at that picture. I don't care what you think about Barack Obama. That looks like a fun guy to hang out with in high school. Look, the collar on the shirt, man, that is just a great Picture, all right? Now, now, wait before you go into the next one, all right? Now, well, go ahead and flip through. Go ahead and go to the next one. That is not me. And whoever said that, I think I know who said that, and we need to have a meeting after this service is over, a come-to-Jesus type meeting, all right? Me, whatever, please. It's pretty close, actually, to be perfectly honest. No kidding, does anybody know who that is? Famous famous person you might know what that is if somebody said it say it real loud that is ryan seacrest some of you can you you're just shocked listen some of you to see that and to see him now you're so encouraged we could wrap this up and you think this is the best church service you've ever had you could leave today encouraged and inspired wow i'm going to be all right if that was ryan seacrest and ryan seacrest now honey we gonna make it you you I mean, look. that is ryan seacrest I am not kidding. That is not a doctored-up photo. Uh, That is Ryan... I can't believe that's Ryan Seacrest. Can you? Wow! Now, think about this for a second. There's Ryan Seacrest. He's not here today to defend himself. Um, But uh, but we'll just leave that up for just a few moments. Um, Think about if Ryan Seacrest... Here he is today, the host of American Idol. It just seems like you just can't turn on your TV or go anywhere without seeing Ryan Seacrest somewhere. But what if... Think through this with me. What if Ryan Seacrest defined his entire life around that picture? You know, what if Ryan Seacrest, when, when he needed to hand a publicity shot of himself, to maybe uh, that somebody, something they want to put out somewhere to promote something he's a part of, he gave them that picture. Ryan Seacrest, and there's the photo. What if Ryan Seacrest or Barack Obama or Brad Pitt, the pictures that we put up there, what if the way that they thought about the world and who they were, they defined it based on the snapshot that you see right there? That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Now now think about this, think about this, think about this with me. Um, Now here we are, we're laughing at these people's pictures, Um, but let me ask you this question, and you can answer this by just raising your hand. How many of you, my hand is already up, how many of you have an embarrassing high school, middle school photo you hope never gets out? How many of you? Those of you who don't have your hands up, next week we'll talk about lying. Everybody has one. Everybody has one. In fact, we've got all of yours right here. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We don't. But everybody's got one, right? You've got that high school, that middle school picture, right? That's so embarrassing, you hope never gets out. But what if you defined your entire life around that photo? Or what if you defined your entire life around the season of life you were in when that photo was taken? That'd be really weird, wouldn't it? Well, see, today we're, we're starting a new series called Baggage. And every single week what we're doing in this series is we're, we're talking about things that you and I are carrying around with us. Because just like I said in my prayer uh, a minute ago, everybody in here is carrying something. Everybody in the room today is carrying something. You didn't leave it in the car. You didn't leave it at home. You brought it in the room with you. Everybody in here is carrying something. And so every week, we're going to talk about different things that you or uh, me, myself, different things that we're carrying. So next week, we'll talk about addiction. And when we talk about addiction, I know that a lot of you, you don't think that addiction is something that you deal with, or you don't think that you're addicted to anything. Addiction is something that somebody else deals with, even though maybe you're sitting here and you've driven your family thousands of dollars into debt because you continue to buy things that you don't need. But we know that's not an addiction, it's an issue but you should come anyway. We know it's an issue, not an addiction. You should come. We're going we're to talk about fear. We're going to talk about anger. We're going we're to talk about all kinds of different things. So you, so you should bring all of your messed up friends with you to Summit for the next couple of weeks. Have, they may invite you because they think you're the messed up one, but you should come bring everyone you know for the next couple of weeks. But today we're starting, uh, starting it off by talking about getting past your past. Getting past your past. Some of you, the baggage that you brought in here was something that happened to you years ago. Something that someone did to you. Something that you did. A bad decision. A past regret. And so here you are. You've come into the room today and what you do is you see yourself through the snapshot of your past. You see yourself through the snapshot of that event, that thing that happened to you, that thing that was done to you, that thing that you said, that decision that you made. And the snapshot from your past, that snapshot, whatever it is, it defines who you are today. When you think about you, you think about the snapshot. And so the question we want to talk about this morning, we want to try to answer, is how do you get freedom from the snapshot? How do you get past your past? Well, today we're going to answer that question. And to answer that question, we're going to be in Mark chapter 1, uh, verses 40 through 42. If you've got a Bible, you can open up there. If you're not familiar with the Bible, just open it up to the New Testament. There's the book of Matthew. Go over one. There's the book of Mark. The words, though, are going to be up here on the screen if you don't have a Bible. So they're going to be up here on the screen. But Mark chapter 1. 40 through 42. Because what's happening here in these verses that we're going to see is Jesus is talking to somebody with a lot of baggage. Jesus is talking to somebody that has a lot of baggage, and they go to Jesus looking for freedom. And what we're going to see at the end of this conversation between Jesus and this man is that the man leaves Jesus with absolute, total freedom. And listen, some of you today, the thing that you're carrying around, your baggage is your past. And some of you today are going to take your very first step towards freedom today. Some of you will leave today free from your past. If that's the snapshot, if that's your baggage, some of you will leave today completely free. So let's look at this. Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. It says this, And a leper came to him, now the hymn is Jesus, And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. See, one of the things that you have to understand here, this is Jesus and a leper. And to really understand the weight of what's going on here, just so that you and I can track really with what's going on, is you need to understand a little bit about leprosy. And leprosy at this time in biblical times, this was a horrifying disease to have. I mean, if you had leprosy, the way out of leprosy basically was dying. It was, it was a death sentence. It was a horrifying disease to have. It was a disease that would disfigure the person who would have it. It would disfigure their face and their entire body. There are some stories where people who had leprosy, and the leprosy was so severe that limbs, their limbs fell off, hands just fell off, arms, fingers just fell off. This was a horrible thing to have. And see, when you had leprosy at this time, it defined who you were. It defined who you were. I mean, you couldn't leave it alone. When you had leprosy, you were cast out of every relationship you ever had. When you had leprosy, you were cast out of society. And literally, you were cast out wherever you lived. You were removed from that location so that you would not be around other people. And whenever you went somewhere where there would potentially be other people, on your way there, you had to scream as loud as you can, Leper! On your way to wherever you're going, Leper! leprosy so that other people could hear it and know that a leper's coming they need to run away because you're coming and they don't want to get what you've got it defined who he was and it so defined who this guy was did you see here we don't even get the guy's name did you see that we don't even get his name it just says and a leper came to him a leper came to him we don't get his background we don't know what he did for fun we don't know if he had a family just a leper didn't even have a name And see, when when your past is the baggage that you carry, when you view your lens through the snapshot of your past, a lot of times it can feel like you don't even have a name, doesn't it? A lot of times it can feel like all you are is that. You were abused. So you view your life, you view your relationships, you view everything through the snapshot of being abused. You're divorced, you've got broken dreams. You started a business, you thought it was going to be great, you thought it was going to impact the world, or you thought God was really going to use you to something, you stepped out to do it and, it, and it fell through. It didn't happen. In fact, the job has already closed down. The business no longer exists. And so you walk around and you view your life through the lens of that failure, that broken dream. Some of you, you view your life through the lens of the, of the past regrets. If only I would have done that. You see, a decision that you could have made, it was successful for the people who weren't afraid to make the decision, you were, and you lo- if only I would have made that decision, or if only I wouldn't have done this, if only I would not have married this person. Don't look at your spouse if you think that, all right? Don't, don't, don't look at your spouse, mm-hmm. you don't do that. You don't want to do that today. Some of you, the snapshot, the baggage from your past is, or even, and it's still into your present. You're an addict. We'll talk about that next week, but you're addicted and it's tearing your life apart and you view your life through that lens. It's like you don't even have a name. That's who you are. When you think about you, you think about the snapshot. And you hope that nobody finds out about it, right? You hope that nobody knows what that snapshot is. Because if if everybody knows, everybody would talk about it. Everybody would treat you just like they did this leper. They would want to get away. They would think you were dirty. They would think that you're screwed up. They would think that you're so messed up there's no hope for you. And so you walk around and you hope nobody knows. You go to Walmart. You see people talking. You think they're talking about you. You go to a football game. You see the team huddle up. Oh my gosh, they're talking about me. Right? Right? You hope nobody knows. And so you sit here in the room today at church and you think all you are is your past failures. All you are are your broken dreams. All you are is filling the blank. This guy looked at himself and said, all I am is a leper. It's my baggage. And I love what he does here. He goes to Jesus. And you can see how desperate he is for freedom here just in the way that he goes to Jesus. He says, and a leper came to him imploring him and kneeling said to him if you will you can make me clean i mean he goes to jesus he is begging to be set free he is begging for freedom for this and some of you that's exactly why you came you came because you're looking for freedom from the snapshot or maybe it's not even your past whatever it is you're carrying your baggage you're looking for freedom and so i love what jesus does here jesus in verse 41 he says it says this moved with pity Now watch what he does here, man. This is is, is so scandalous. And this is is why Jesus is so awesome. Just one of the many reasons he's so good. He stretched out his hand, and he touched it. Now listen, you may not have a Bible background. You may know the Bible like the back of your hand. But one of the things you need to know is when Jesus healed people, he usually never touched them. In fact, and I could be wrong here, but I think there's only one other miracle in the Gospels where Jesus touches somebody when he heals them. Most of the time, Jesus just said, "Be healed, and they were healed. But here, he specifically reached out and touched him. Why did he do that? You don't touch a leper because you could get it. You don't touch a leper because they're dirty. Why did Jesus touch this man? Because he wanted to tell this man and he wanted to tell all of you today that whatever you're carrying, whatever was in your past, whatever is the snapshot that you view your lens through, you are not so far away from God that you're beyond his touch. You are never outside of the touch, of the grace, of the mercy and forgiveness and second chance of Jesus. Jesus was ready to touch this man and make him new and he's ready to do the same thing for you. And so Jesus touches him. And says to him, I will, I am willing to do this. And I love this. Be clean. Be clean. And immediately, the leprosy left him. And he was made clean. Jesus said, I am willing, be clean. And immediately, as soon as Jesus said, Be clean, the leprosy left. Listen, Jesus spoke into this man's life. Jesus spoke to this man, and it changed everything for him. Jesus spoke, and the leprosy was gone. And instantly, he no longer looked at his life through the snapshot of leprosy. He was clean. He didn't spend the rest of his life thinking, Man, remember that time I had leprosy? My fingers were falling off. That stunk, didn't it? I'm a loser. He didn't do that. Why? He was clean. People may have walked up, hey, weren't you that leper? Yes, I was. Emphasis on was, because Jesus made me clean. I am not that anymore. Listen to this. You need to get this. This is the entire sermon in one sentence. And I saved it for this point so that you wouldn't leave or go to sleep. All right, so here it is. Now, we're not done after I say this sentence, all right? But this is the sermon in a sentence. You want freedom from your past. Freedom from your past. Comes when you stop defining yourself by the snapshot and start defining yourself by what Jesus says about you. Let me say that again. Freedom from your past comes when you stop defining yourself based on the snapshot and you start defining yourself based on what Jesus says about you. Freedom comes when you start defining yourself based on who you are in Christ. See, the moment that you give your life to Jesus, the moment that you go to Jesus and you go, you go to Jesus and you say, Jesus, I've sinned, I've done things I, I, that you said not to do, I've lived for things other than you. I'm giving you my life. Forgive me for my sins. Change me. The moment that you do that, the moment you give your life to Jesus, the Bible says that you are in Christ. And see, the moment that you become in Christ. God says all kinds of things about you in the Bible that are true about you because you are in Christ. So let me just give you one example. There's tons of examples. We could go through all kinds, but I just want to give you one because if you're here and your baggage is the snapshot of your past and you think, I wish I could get rid of that thought. I can't stop thinking about what that person did to me. And listen, man, I am a The worst part of being a pastor, the worst part of being a pastor is to hear the pain and baggage that other people carry. And listen, there isn't anything that you've experienced that I probably have not heard. Unfortunately, that's probably true. So let me give you one thing, that if you want freedom from your past, if you define yourself by the words that are about to be up on the screen, you'll have freedom. Put this up on the screen here. This is Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Look at this. And this is true about you today if you are in Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. Everybody say that with me. No, no condemnation. See, when you carry around your past, that's all you know is condemnation. You walk around feeling dirty because that happened to you. You walk around feeling condemned because of when you blew it or when you made that decision or when that, whatever the snapshot is, happened. But if you are in Christ, listen to this, you will never be condemned for that snapshot. If you are in Christ, you will never be condemned for anything in your past, anything in your present, anything in your future because Jesus was condemned in your place. Listen, when Jesus died on the cross... When Jesus died on the cross, He took everything that you ever did on the cross with Him. He took everything that everybody's ever done to you on the cross with Him. And when He came back to life three days later, everything that He died for, all that stuff that you feel condemned over, all of your baggage, when Jesus came out of the tomb, all your baggage stayed in the tomb. Why? Because He killed it. Because it's already been paid for. If you are in Christ, there is no condemnation for you. If you're in Christ, you're forgiven. If you're in Christ, you're accepted by God. If you're in Christ, God has adopted you as His child. If you are in Christ, you are not your past failures. You're a new creation. Now listen to me. If you are here and you are not in Christ, you're not a Christian. What I'm saying right now, that promise there on the screen, listen to me. That's not true for you. But it can be. But it can be. It can be because all you need to do is to go to God and to ask God to forgive you for your sins and give Him your life. You don't need to go out and clean yourself off. You don't need to go out and try to improve yourself. You don't need to go out and try to do anything else. All you need to do today, if you want to experience the freedom that only Jesus can give, if you want to experience the freedom of the baggage of your past and the freedom of having no condemnation, All you need to do is to go to God and say, God, forgive me for my sins. I'm giving you my life. Jesus, thanks for dying for me. Amen. That's all you need to do. And instantly, you will leave a new creation. You will leave a different person than you were the one you came in the room as. Listen, if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation for you. I'm convinced, I'm convinced that one of the biggest problems in the church today is that Christians define themselves based on things other than who they are in Christ. And when that starts to happen, when you start to define yourself based on other things than who you are in Jesus, based on things other than what Jesus says about you, then you have an identity crisis. You forget who you were. And when you forget who you are, everything, every, you're in trouble when you forget who you are. I, I had this experience recently recently. Um, I had this experience recently and I hesitate sharing this because I don't really tell anybody about it. Um, but uh, I, just a few, uh, earlier this year, I finished a doctorate degree. And um, like I don't tell people about that. I don't brag about it. I don't have it on business cards. Boom, Dr. Combs. I don't do that. You know, I just did it because I thought it would help me be a better leader and grow as a Christian and that sort of thing. So, so I finished it um, and uh, now, now the good thing about that for you, though, uh, if you're a part of Summit, is that because I'm a doctor, uh, it, what, if you need a procedure done, whatever the hospital will, will do, I'll do it half off. Uh, now, you need to know it's a doctorate in church growth, but I ain't afraid to cut on nobody. And so, uh, so, we'll, so that's how we roll here. So I'll just do that. You let me know. And we'll, we'll make that happen. And it's not going to go well for you, but it'll be fun for me. Um, but... Uh, but, but I did that earlier this year. And to be honest, I didn't tell anybody about it. And, I, and I honest, I'm honest when I say this. I completely forgot that I did that. I completely forgot that I finished that and that that was in my past and things like that until, um, until a couple weeks ago. Until a couple of weeks ago, I had a buddy of mine put my name on his resume as a reference. And so the place where he was hoping to work uh, called me, because they're calling through his references. And the lady on the phone, I pick up the phone and say, hello, and she says this. She says, uh, yes, is this Dr. Combs? Nobody had ever called me that before. And I forgot that I did that. And so I promised, this is, this is exactly what I did. She says, uh, hello, is this Dr. Combs? And, and, as, and as an intellectual person should respond, I said, uh, um. I promised it was just like this, uh, um, um, uh. Oh, that's me. Yeah, I'm, I'm Dr. Combs. That, yeah, hey, how's it going? At that point, she's like, you're an idiot is what you are. You're an absolute. You got your doctorate from Sesame Street or something like a, you know, some you a mail-in deal, whatever. And uh, but I forgot that that was me. Some of you, you're here and you're a Christian. Those words are up on the screen. No condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And you're bored because listen, this sermon is way better than you're acting like it is. I'm just being honest with you. If you're a Christian, you should be excited right now, right? There is no somebody should clap. I'm telling you because there's no condemnation. For you in Christ. You're forgiven. You're accepted. And if you're not, you can be. Because listen, I'll be honest with you, man. There's a lot of times when I walk around and I don't feel forgiven all the time. There's a lot of times I walk around and I don't feel like there's no condemnation for me. But listen, and you've got to get this. This is is one of the most important things you'll ever get in your spiritual journey is this. The way you feel does not impact the fact that this is true. The way that you feel does not impact the fact that this is true. The way I feel doesn't change the fact that Jesus historically lived, died, and rose again. It doesn't change that at all. And if you're here you don't believe that Jesus historically lived, died, and rose again, we would love to talk to you about that. But the way that I feel doesn't change the fact that that happened. The way that I feel doesn't change what he did for me. So in those moments when thoughts of condemnation come, Mark, you're a loser, Mark, remember when you did this? Because you did this, God can't use you to do that. When those thoughts come, when I don't feel like there's no condemnation, I just start talking out loud. I just start speaking to myself. I quote that verse to myself probably a hundred times a day. When those thoughts come, I just say out loud, there's no condemnation for me in Christ. You should do that. You should learn how to talk to yourself. You should quote that verse. If you are in Christ, that there is no condemnation for me. Because listen, you are free from the baggage of your past today if you are in Christ. And if not, you can be free from the baggage of your past. Today. Today it starts. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Some of you are here, and you are not in Christ. You're not a Christian. And listen, you may be a good person, you may be really religious, but religion doesn't save anybody. See, religion is you working your way to God. Christianity is God came down to save you. Religion and you trying to keep all of these rules and be a good person and suck it up and earn God's approval, that doesn't work because Jesus had to die for you. If you're not in Christ then today, right now, the first step of freedom, if you want freedom from your past, if you want freedom from the baggage that you're carrying around, it starts with being in Christ. And if you are here and you are not a Christian, then all you need to do today is to go to God in prayer and say, God, forgive me for my sins. Thank you that you died for all of this junk in my life. Thank you that you love me and you want to save me. I give you my life in your name. Amen. If you do that, You'll be a new creation. You may be here and you are in Christ, but you've started to define yourself based on the snapshot. Listen, Jesus took the snapshot to the cross. Jesus took the snapshot to the cross. And when He came back to life, your snapshot stayed in the tomb. So you may be here and you're a Christian today and you're in Christ, you say, Mark, Mark, I, I want to take that step of freedom. I, I, I want to stop defining myself based on whatever. Listen, we're going to do something different today. We're going to do something a little different here. If you're new here, then this is not new for you, but if you've been coming for the past five weeks, then this is going to be new for you. Uh, and We're going to have our time of response right now, uh, but, in, but here in just a few moments when the service is over, some of you, man, you've got some issues to work through. And listen, listen, I know that church is a hard place to be honest, man. And, but I also know that nobody in this room has it all together. And the reason that I know that is because God called me to start this thing and I'm the most screwed up person in the room probably. You ask my wife, is your husband screwed up? Oh yeah, he's, he's a mess. But in Jesus, he's Okay. And so you don't have to fake it today. You don't have to fake it, oh yeah, you know what, everything's going good. You know it's not. You know it's not. You don't have to fake it like you're not carrying something around with you. You don't have to fake it like you're not carrying something that you feel is going to crush you and your family. You don't have to fake it now. You don't have baggage, because we know you do, because I do, and everybody in the world does, and Jesus died for us. And so if you're here today, And you make a significant decision. We're going to walk through that in just a moment. But here when the service is over, we're going to ask you, would you just stay seated? We've got people that want to come and talk to you and and pray with you and encourage you. We've got things we want to give you, but we want to help you know what that next step is. Freedom. So so do this. Uh, Bow your heads and close your eyes. Everybody in the room, bow your heads. And close your eyes and let me just ask this if you're here today and you are confident you say you're confident you're a christian you know you're in christ but you would say you know what mark god spoke to me about something really specifically today god really put his finger on something in my life would you just raise your hand right now raise your hand put it down There's one hand several hands going up if you say you know what i'm a christian but i know god really spoke to me about something in my life today would you just raise your hand up put it back down Listen, in just a few moments when the service ends, if you're one of those, or maybe you didn't even raise your hand, we'd love to talk to you about that. But here's this. I wonder if you're here today and you don't know if you're in Christ. You don't know if you're a Christian. I wonder if you're here today and you hope that your good works are good enough. I wonder if you're here today and you died and you don't know what would happen to you. I wonder if you're here today and you're looking for freedom. I wonder if you're here today and you're looking for a second chance. And if that's you, you would say, Mark, today I need to give my life to Jesus. That's the first step for freedom for you. It's not to go out and try to clean yourself off or stop something or anything like that. It's to give your life to Jesus today. So I'm going to count to three, and when I count to three, if you're here today, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want that second chance, and you've never had it. You want hope and freedom, and you've never had it. Today, you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time. When I say three, you raise your hand and put it back down. That's all we're going to ask you to do right now is raise your hand and put that back down. If you're here and you say, you know what, Mark, I want to give my life to Jesus. One, two, three. If you want to give your life to Jesus today and want that freedom that only he can give, raise your hand. Three. Anybody? Anybody raise your hand. There's hands going up. There's a hand right there. Thank you for that hand. You can put that down. Listen, if you are here, we'd love to speak to you. We'd love to help you take the next step in freedom. Jesus, I think that you have moved in significant ways today. I think that you've spoken to people right where they're at in the seats. And Jesus, just like the leper, you touched touched him because you wanted to make him clean. Jesus, we are all people who need to be clean. Jesus, we are all people who need what only you can give. Hope and freedom and mercy and forgiveness and grace. Thank you that you're ready to give it. Thank you for freedom from our past. There's no condemnation for it. That the snapshot no longer defines who we are. Instead, who we are in Christ defines who we are. Jesus, thank you for what you've done for us. In your name, amen. Amen. Hey guys, we want to thank you so much for being here with us today. And listen, we want to ask you to do one thing for us. Come back. Come back next week. We'll be here, 11 o'clock, right here. This is where we do this every single week. We'd love for you to come. And when you leave today, uh, what we all over those tables out there, we've got little bitty business cards. They look, they look like business cards, but they're really invite cards. If you want to invite somebody to come with you next week, we're talking about addiction, you think, wow, that would be really helpful for so-and-so, and give them an invite card. Say, so, hey, you should come with me to check out this new church that meets at the forum. We would love for you, want you to come back next week. If you are a first-time guest with us, fill out that card, and when you leave and to your right, you can see some of our connection point uh, people, some of our greeters. If a couple of you guys would go on back there, I think they're already there waiting on our first-time guests. Thank you guys so, so much. And uh, I'm going to dismiss you. I want to do one thing. I know that there's several people in the room here, a lot of people in the room, that you are a regular part of Summit. You've come every single week. And listen, I want to brag on you guys because you guys worked hard to invite people to get people here today. You passed out over 5,000 invites last week at the Black Gold. People were working all week. And so everybody that's a regular part of Summit that you invited people, man, look at what you guys did today. Man, tons of new people. Thank you guys so much for your hard work. We want everybody to come back next Sunday Thank you guys for being here. You are dismissed. Love you guys. God bless you. Hope to see you next Sunday. Thank you. If you want to talk to somebody, you just stay right here where you are in this room. We've got people already in the room. Thank you guys. If you not, if uh, you don't need to talk to somebody, you guys are dismissed. Thank you guys.